1: Well, howdy, folks, and good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Tim, and welcome to One Day in SoCal. Whether you've lived here your entire life or are visiting from across the world, whether you only have one day in SoCal or one month, I want to share some of the coolest, most fun, and most unique things to do right here in Southern California, whether that's solo or with friends and family. So join me on my next adventure, and hopefully yours, right now on One Day in SoCal. Welcome to Episode 4 of the One Day in SoCal podcast. My name is Tim, and it's Friday, August 10th, 2022, and I am recording from beautiful Wrightwood, California. Visit me on the web, onedayinsocal.com. One day in SoCal.com for the latest episodes, travel log, videos, interactive map of where I've been, social media links, and more. Hey, folks, welcome. Now, when I started this podcast, I committed to doing one show a month. That was on episode one when I said I was going to be pretty busy. But the truth was, I just wasn't sure if this was going to be fun or if it was going to be a grind. Or, you know, I'm here to say that once a month is not going to work. I think at minimum, I'm going to commit to once a week. I wasn't sure how this was going to go. And even now I'm still feeling my way through this, but the fact of the matter above all else is I'm having a lot of fun exploring SoCal and doing a podcast, documenting, documenting it and sharing my personal experiences with you guys so that you can hopefully plan out your own adventures, either solo or with those that mean most to you, family and friends. Now, I'm still learning, though. Last week, I made the mistake of having a USB fan in the background while recording. A lot of you guys probably heard that hum. I do apologize for that. Um, And I also kind of mixed up the uh, sound clips out of order for the Hollywood Bowl episode. That Bugs Bunny uh, little clip scene was supposed to be right after the intro, and I ended up putting it second when I said, hey, there's going to be a Back to the Future clip, and then Bugs Bunny shows up. So, you know. I'm, I'm really, I'm learning with each episode. I've actually started investing in this podcast, however, um, with equipment, websites, podcast production, software, paid podcast hosting, and a higher quality microphone, a blue snowball mic, which I'm recording on now. So I'm committed to this for the long haul. And, uh, I'm committed to a hundred episodes and more. So I hope you stick with me. And those of you that live here, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll do an episode on something new that you'd never done before. Those of you coming for the first time, maybe I can give you some tips and advice on how to, you know, how to make the most out of your first visit to Southern California. So all that said, um, on the flip side here, um, I, I, I am committing to one, one episode a week, but some of my episodes might be shorter or longer than others. For example, a trip to Catalina Island, which I am planning to do this month, in addition to the trip I took last month, might need an hour to get through. There is just so much to do in Catalina. Just so many little things, so many things you, you got to know. Uh, but on the flip side, a visit to the world's first McDonald's might only need 10 minutes. Though granted, I could probably spend an hour talking safety and security on that episode if I wanted, considering where the first McDonald's is located. I've also got some regional road trips planned uh, or lined up with striking distance uh, within striking distance of Southern California. A little tongue twister there. Um, so thanks for sticking with me. And on that theme, if you have any tips or suggestions for me on how to improve, drop me a line on my contact form on the website, one day in SoCal.com. Well, okay, we're going to move on to this week's trip. All right. So this week... I took a trip down to the Hollywood Walk of Fame in the Hollywood neighborhood of Los Angeles, California. While I was there, I also paid a visit for the first time to Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. The Walk of Fame is definitely an area you could spend a few hours if you are big on movies and celebrities and want to do the tourist thing while you're in Los Angeles, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. I know people like to shy away from tourist locations or, you know, don't like to be a tourist, but. I mean, I do the tourist thing when I'm in New York or Tokyo, and with this podcast, I'm doing the tourist thing in SoCal as well. Do the tourist thing. There's nothing wrong with that, especially if you're a tourist. Um, the Hollywood Walk of Fame is a 2.6 out and back landmark located along Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles. Hollywood is not actually a city, but a neighborhood in LA. Sadly, the city of Los Angeles scared away most of the movie studios, but Hollywood is still synonymous with movies. Celebrities, and the dreams of millions that come with that come here to be rich and famous. Now, I remember a few years ago when I first went to Central Casting to register as a background actor for a major Hollywood production. While waiting outside the Central Casting offices, I was amongst a pretty diverse group of people. We all, you know, we're all strangers. We all stared at our shoes. Sometimes we looked at our phones. Then somebody broke the ice. So I'm just off the plane from Wisconsin. Where are you guys from? There was a New Yorker, there was a Hawaiian, an Australian, a guy that lives around the corner, and a bunch of other folks. Then there was me, a mountain man, way up from the mountains. Such is the lure of Hollywood and Southern California in general. The American dream is to own a home. The SoCal dream is to make it big in Hollywood, and many people here have made it. The fact is, the fact that that fact is testified to the twenty-seven hundred terrazzo and brass stars embedded in the sidewalk along fifteen blocks of Hollywood Boulevard. The Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, which oversees the Hollywood Walk of Fame, estimates there are about 24 stars added each year. So, however probable, it is possible. Now, we've all had those dreams of being a, you know, a f- rich and famous movie star, and my dream is somewhat similar, somewhat different. If I ever manage to stake out a middle-class lifestyle in Hollywood, you know, where I can still afford the mortgage and not be struggling, I'll be content. Otherwise, acting will continue to be a serious hobby for me while I pursue my new career in information technology. The stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame are permanent public monuments to achievement in, entertainment industry. Um, in the entertainment industry bearing the names of a mix of actors, directors, producers, uh, musicians, and uh, even theatrical music groups. You will be able to leisurely stroll the sidewalk here and find your favorite celebrity just as much as you'll find people you have never heard of before. But it's not just movies you'll find here. You'll find famous people involved in television, radio, music stage. Uh, You'll find well-known favorites like Walt Disney and Tom Cruise. U.S. presidents like Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump. Bands like the Backstreet Boys. Announcing legends like Vin Scully. Game show hosts like Alex Trebek. Celebrity chefs like Guy Fieri. Animals such as Lassie and Rin Tin Tin. And even fictional characters, believe it or not, such as Mickey Mouse. Big Bird, Godzilla, Kermit the Frog. There's even a star for all the Muppet cast, Uh, just the Muppets. Now, all that aside, I think the coolest star on the Walk of Fame, personally for me, isn't a star at all, but a circular moon-shaped monument in the sidewalk honoring Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Mike Collins for Apollo 11. And when you stop and think about it for a minute, it makes obvious sense. These incredibly brave men should be honored on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. As the Hollywood, or as the Apollo 11 moon landing, remains one of the most watched TV moments in history, even today. Some stars are located in iconic locations, such as Mike Myers' star in front of the International Love Boutique, you know, in association with his Austin Powers role. Roger Moore and Daniel Craig's is located at 7007 Hollywood Boulevard, in recognition recognition for their roles as James Bond 007. Ed O'Neill's star is located outside a shoe store, referencing his character's career as a shoe salesman in the hit sitcom Married with Children. The last star at the westernmost portion is for a group of young, golden age of Hollywood actors known as the Dead End Kids. There's also a star representing the 122 adults and 12 children who played the munchkins in the 1939 classic Wizard of Oz. Other stars have other symbolic location meanings. Jay Leno, for example, he requested his star to be near Hollywood Boulevard and Highland Avenue, where he was picked up twice for vagrancy by police, though never charged. Uh, basically, they mistook him for a bum. Um, I don't know. What are we calling him now? Uh, the unhoused, the unsheltered. Um, but in any case, not long after he came to Hollywood, uh, you know, he was he was getting get the police were kind of, hey, what are you doing here? Um Today, as I'm going to explain later, that doesn't happen at at all. Uh, There is not a police officer to be seen, much less endless amounts of uh, vagrants on the sidewalk. Uh, Back to it. George Carlin placed his star near the K-Day radio station where he first gained national recognition. Muhammad Ali is the only star not on the sidewalk. Rather, it's embedded in the wall at the Dolby Theater near the sidewalk. And you can still visit it and take pictures in front of it. But Ali once explained he didn't want people walking over him or his name. Kind of interesting. Other unique stars include Tom Bradley, who was mayor of Los Angeles, which features the seal of the city of Los Angeles, as opposed to a TV camera like the rest of the uh, actors. Uh, The Los Angeles Police Department star includes a replica of the Hollywood division badge and corporate exceptions to the no corporation rule for the Hollywood Walk of Fame include Victoria's Secret, the Los Angeles Dodgers and Disneyland. Inventors have a place on the Walk of Fame, too, including Thomas Edison for his role in inventing the film projector, George Eastman, who invented the roll film, and Leedy Forrest, who invented triode vacuum tubes. I hope I said that right. Triode. Uh, triode vacuum tubes, which is what makes time travel possible. Just kidding. Which is what makes radio and TV possible. Sorry, I'm still humming the L.A. Phil's rendition from Back to the Future from last week's project cast at the Hollywood Bowl. Um The only person with five stars on the Walk of Fame, one for each category, is Gene Autry. When celebrities pass away, their star often often becomes a temporary memorial, as you'll see right now and as of this recording, with Dodger announcer legend Vince Scully. As you can see, just a ton of history and culture along this stretch of boulevard. Um, It's just a whole culture place in its own. So, let's get on to what the experience is like. What is it actually like to... Step out of the subway tunnel. I and mean, there is a subway station right on the boulevard, by the way, for those of you commuting via public transportation. Um, and uh, what's it like to just to walk out and, and, and be there? Well, I've passed, uh, well I have passed know about two or three months ago. I, I went down there and just just the other day I went back down there for this podcast episode. So walking down the Hollywood Walk of Fame is a bucket list thing for people to do all over the world. I have lived in Southern California my entire life, and as I stated, the first time I went down there was a few months ago, and I just went back again for the for this podcast episode. And but the thing is, when I first went down there a couple of months ago, it was uh, it was more of just kind of uh, I didn't go the whole way; I walked part way down, just to look some of the stars, see some of the shops. This time, I did the whole thing. I did a lot of shops. I walked the whole thing back up and down, and I started my walk on the corner of La Brea and Hollywood Boulevard. I walked the 1.6 miles eastbound. Along the way, I passed by a variety of shops, restaurants, interesting people on the street, to say the least. Um, you know, you get all the people that dress up and the uh, costumes that don't quite look right, but you get what they're trying to be, those kind of things. Um, they're, all, along this boulevard, there's an endless amount of souvenir stores most of which sell generic hollywood themed merchandise from fake oscar trophies trophies to la or hollywood t-shirts along with the endless supply of keychains, magnets toys snacks and drinks there are some unique stores on the hollywood walk of fame however amoeba music on the corner of hollywood boulevard and argyle avenue brands itself as the world's largest independent record store and they're probably correct this large store stocks a lot of music movies and merchandise from CDs to vinyl records, and they often have live-free shows in store. Check out their calendar for the shows, amoeba.com, A-M-O-E-B-A.com. No, they're not a sponsor. Those of you interested in joining a cult, in my oh-so-humble and First Amendment-protected opinion, of course, sit down, Scientology lawyers. The Church of Scientology has a recruiting offices here as well, so if you want to join Scientology and get up, try to make your way up there with Tom Cruise, it's here. And they're standing outside the store, and they're talking with people, and uh, you know, you might be just interested just to, to hear hear their side of the story. I don't know. Not me. I, I kept going. Uh, perhaps the largest souvenir souvenir store on the Walk of Fame is La La Land. Um, it has nothing to do with the movie, but interesting name and a cool name at that. I have to admit, this is basically a half Walmart-sized mega store with virtually any kind of Hollywood-related souvenir you could think of. They have a mini grocery store in there, too, where you can pick up cold drinks and snacks right in the store. La La Land is on the corner of Orange and Hollywood. If you want to turn some middle class heads and be carrying those classier bags with more expensive merchandise down the Hollywood Boulevard, however, the Hollywood and Highland shopping monarchs, the Dolby Theater across from the famous Roosevelt Hotel, has you covered with stores such as Sephora, Forever 21 Victoria's Secret, and the Dodgers Clubhouse, which isn't really a clubhouse. It's actually an officially licensed Dodger store. Um, there's also a ton of dining options here at the Hollywood and Vine, um, basically at the mall. There's a Ben and Jerry's, a Cold Stone, a Chatto Tea Room, Dave & Buster's, Hard Rock Cafe, California Pizza Kitchen, Ginya Ramen Express. There's even a bowling alley. Speaking of food, let's get on to some of the more unique restaurants on the Walk of Fame, because there are some pretty cool restaurants that you can uh, spend some time at. Um, it's kind of dinner and entertainment in some ways. All that work, all that walking down is certainly going to build up an app- have you build up an appetite, and you won't struggle to find a place to meet your needs here. There are traditional staples, such as Buffalo Wild Wings and McDonald's, independent ice cream stores, mini bars, pizza shops, even a hookah lounge, if that's your thing. Um Keep in mind, though, besides tourism, this is a major locals hangout on Friday night. So the night scene is huge here on Fridays and weekends. You're going to have locals and tourists all mixed up crowding the, the sidewalks. And there's probably gonna be long waits. Reservations are a absolute must on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I know this because a few days before I went down, I tried to get a reservation at a nice five star restaurant so I could talk about it on the podcast. And it could not be done. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, One of the more unique spots on the Hollywood Walk, Walk of Fame as far as food and beverage goes is the Scum and Villainy Cantina. Do you see where I'm going with this? There's no need to head to Disneyland Star Wars land to spend some time in a Tatooine cantina, cantina. Scum and Villainy Cantina is a true recreation, as much as they can get away with legally anyways, of a Star Wars themed cantina right on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. There's no windows here. You really feel like you're in a cantina. And best of all, it is 100% free to visit. It's an absolute must, even if you are even slightly a Star Wars fan. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan in the world, but this place is cool. Check it out if if you like Star Wars or if you just need a, you know, a stiff drink. People under 21 can visit, so bring the Star Wars kid fans too, um, at least until 8 p.m., at which point it turns into a proper bar. Besides alcohol and beverages, there are fun bites such as fully loaded Vader Tots, Marvel mac and cheese, galactic guacamole and chips, and the Falcon Burger, among lots of other items. The Scum and Villainy Cantina is open Monday through Saturday, 5 p.m. to 2 a.m., and Sundays, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m., and is located between Cohinga Cohinga Boulevard and Ivar Avenue on the Hollywood Boulevard. Um, So, if hanging out with smugglers, geeks, and those with death warrants on 12 systems is not your kind of thing, or not the kind of company you like to keep, there's plenty of other fine dining options and even some Michelin rated restaurants around the corner. on Melrose and La Brea as you might expect in Hollywood to begin with. Expect to pay a little more here, no matter what you choose as this is not only Los Angeles where you're going to pay a lot more, but it's a major tourist area. So it's kind of like a double whammy in a way. Uh, another restaurant's called Beetle house, which offers a Tim Burton themed dining experience near the corner of Los La Palmas and Hollywood. There's then there's even a, Black Rabbit Rose Magician-themed restaurant. And a lot of live magicians perform here. And don't worry, there's plenty of coffee shops as well, including Starbucks. Even a Subway, if you're trying to slim down, you know, like, like me. Um, let's see. Besides restaurants and stores, there are still a few things to do here besides shopping, eating, and walking down the sidewalk. Of course, there's the world famous TCL Chinese Theater, formerly Grauman's Theater. Um, they offer tours inside for $16. But if you come here on a weekday, there will often be tour guides standing by the entrance announcing tours for $10. So if you plan on coming down here on a weekday, I wouldn't buy them online just yet. I would come down, check out some of the handprints in the courtyard, and see if they're offering a $10 discount. If not, man, eh, you know, no loss. Pay your 16 bucks. But if you want to do a tour. Um, side note, though, I don't recommend booking a tour through TripAdvisor or Viatar for this location. I, was, I know this because I was going to come here and report on it via the podcast during this trip as well, but they canceled my tickets last minute. Um, so instead of booking directly from the Chinese theater itself via their website, uh, or I should say instead book directly from the Chinese theater itself via their website, you're going to get guaranteed tickets that way. And uh, reservations are definitely a must for this on weekends and holidays and um, especially in the summer as well. Uh, Another thing to note about the uh, TCL Chinese Theater is that it's not just a prop. Uh, It's not just a theater in name only. This is an actual movie theater, and they are showing movies during the week, both first-run blockbusters and classics. Some of the movies they're showing this week, as of this podcast recording, are Thor, Love and Thunder, Jaws, Dragon Ball Super, Superhero, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, and Bullet Train. So if you are in the area and want to see a movie and want to do something unique with your movie, yeah. Check out their schedule immediately outside the theater uh, in a courtyard is a free attraction of cement slabs with famous actors and celebrities, actual feet and handprints and writings from Judy Garland to Patrick Stewart. If your favorite, if your favorite actor is famous enough, you're going to find their imprints here. There's even an R2, D2 and C3PO imprint here. Um, so it, it's pretty cool just to see some of those. Like, for example, Judy Garland, like I mentioned, just to see her handprints and and her message, it's like, wow, she actually did that. You know, that, that was her.
0: 18
1: plus her imprints, so it's pretty cool. You got like Roy Rogers, Tom Cruise, uh, the Harry Potter actors. Um, it, it's just neat, um, really cool. And it's going to probably be crowded if you come here on a weekday. Again, um, the Dolby Theater also offers tours as well, and it should be reserved online. The Dolby Theater is basically right next to the uh, TCL Chinese Theater. Uh, it's kind of uh, really a kind of an upgraded high tech theater where they hold the Academy awards. And if you take the tour, you'll actually get to go inside and see where the award ceremony takes place. Uh, reviews are mixed though. So do your own personal research on this one As tours cost 25 bucks. And that's, that's a bit of change for a short tour and mixed reviews. Um, but if you never miss the ox screws every year and you're in LA coming down to visit and you have, or you have one day in SoCal, then yeah, come on down and do the uh, tour. Why not? Um, There are some museums, and some are better than others. The Guinness Book of World Records has a museum here, and the entrance is between $29.99 to $34.99 for adults, $20 for kids. The one thing cool about the uh, Guinness Book of World Records Museum, though, is that you get free admission to the Hollywood Wax Museum, a competitor to Madame Tussauds, if you buy either ticket. So if you go to Guinness Book of World Records, You get a free trip to the Hollywood Wax Museum museum, across the street. Um, If you, vice versa, you go to the Hollywood Wax Museum, hey, you're going to the Guinness Book of World Records Museum. So that's kind of cool. Ripley's, believe it or not, has a museum here, and the entrance is $25.99 for kids and adults. Not to be outdone by the combo with Guinness uh, World Records and Hollywood Wax Museum, though. Ripley's has teamed up with Madame Tussauds to offer a combo ticket for $45.99 that will get you into both Ripley's and Madame Tussauds. Um, there is also an optical illusion and 3D exhibits and um, an interactive experiences kind of museum. Perfect for taking photos. Uh, I believe it's called the Optical Illusions Museum, and general admission here is thirty bucks, twenty for children. Museum of Selfies. Yes, there's a museum of selfies. It was going to happen sooner or later, right? Is a multi-exhibit museum featuring tons of places to take uh, fun selfies, such as optical illusion uh illusions inside paintings even a game of thrones replica throne uh cost of 25 bucks for adults 20 for kids and as uh as stated at the beginning i went to madame tussauds on this particular trip so let's have a chat about that and find out what you can expect if you decide to go to madame tussauds hollywood so madame tussauds of hollywood has about a hundred um actually over a highly realistic wax sculptures featuring featuring some of the most famous people on earth. Now what's cool about Madame Tussaud's wax museum is that they aren't behind glass or behind a rope. You can get up close and personal with your favorite celebrity, either reenacting scenes with them or just throwing your arms around their shoulder. Like you guys are best buds. The wax museum isn't limited to today's generation of rich and famous either. They have something for everybody here. And I I mean, everybody, You know, let me give you an example. If your teenage daughter wants to meet Ariadne Grande or Beyonce, they're here. If dad wants to go toe-to-toe with The Rock or Daniel Craig, they're here. If your son wants to join forces with Captain America or Thor, they're here. If mom wants to gaze into those John Travolta eyes or fall prey to the evil Dr. Hannibal Lecter, they're here. If Uncle Joe wants to answer that age-old question of who's the better captain, Picard or Kirk... They're here <coughs> card. <coughs> Excuse me. Ugh. Ooh, where'd that come from? Uh, funny off topic story on that, by the way, I once got a response from an angry William Shatner when I told him that orbits was better than priceline on Twitter. Now uh, it started as a reply backing up podcast legend, Todd Cochran, who was annoyed that Shatner was de- basically defecating on the podcast community when he rudely and openly refused publicly to an invite to come on a podcast as a guest. Uh, So as a consequence, he retweeted me and sicked his millions of fans on me, which of course blew up my Twitter account inbox, and I had to stay off Twitter for a few days. But uh, I'll share that little funny piece in my travel log on the website, onedayinsocal.com, for this episode. Uh, Funny off topic, story number two. I actually did some cold script reading with his granddaughter at an acting class a few years after this at Kat Shia's acting studio. Miss Shia is a former actor, now director, that has done such hits as Rescued by Ruby on Netflix and Nancy Drew on The Hidden Staircase. Of course, I didn't mention the Twitter feud with her, but uh, <laughs> it was still pretty cool to, you know, actually do a cold script reading with with William Shatner's granddaughter. That was pretty neat. Uh, by the way, for those of you who don't know, cold script reading is where you are given a script and have very little or no prep time to study it and read it live and attempt to act it out on the fly. And Basically figure out on the go what the scene, what the scene entails, kind of gets your creative juices flowing, so to speak. Anyways, back to the podcast. If grandpa wants to relive the good old days with Elvis or Clark Gable, they're here. If your pet support dog wants to meet Toto from Wizard of Oz, he or actually I should say she is here. Yes, folks, Toto was actually a female dog in real life, but you get the theme here. There's really something for everybody here. Now we've all seen the pictures and heard the stories, but how good are these wax models? I mean, really. And you know me, I'm going to I'm going to well, if you don't know me, you're going to know me. I I tell you the truth. I want you to be well informed, um big about, you know, getting maximum value for your dollar. So, was this place really up to snuff basically? Um now these these models are fully formed, fully dressed, highly realistic. And if you look closely enough, obviously you can tell they're fake. The same goes for a room that's really highly lit up. The reflection off light, the, the reflection of light off cold wax is pretty obvious. But get the lighting right, and it's really hard to tell the difference, except for the fact they're not moving. Honestly, I was at times, <laughs> uh, I was at times scared to walk past these sculptures sometimes, or turn my back on them because I thought one of them would actually be the real thing and try to scare me. Uh, we've seen some of that, such as um, Arnold Schwarzenegger doing doing that in in the wax museum and, and scaring the guests. Uh there was, there was one little hallway where they were both on um, there were, you know, the, the the models are on both sides and you're walking down the hallway and I'm just like, Ugh. I'm just like, it it, it felt like uh you, you remember that scene from Silent Hill where uh you know uh what's her name? She's she's trying to rescue her daughter and she's trying to walk past all the deformed, you know, nurses holding knives. That's kind of what it felt like sometimes I was like, Oh man, just kind of like trying to slide by. Cause I thought one of them, some of those are real, some of those wax models are incredibly realistic. Like, like I said, you get the lighting right. Where, where it's not obviously, you know, reflecting off the wax. And I think like, wow, it it, could that be the real thing. Um, it, it honestly kind of scared me a little bit when I did that, but, uh, in any case, um, back to this. Um, yes, the, some of these wax models are extremely realistic. And unless you get right up to them and close to them, you are, you know, if you're if you're especially you're looking down a distance down the hallway, it looks like the real thing. Uh, these are really incredible pieces of art. Um, and the, the, this whole museum is spread across three floors, by the way. Um, these These wax sculptures are not behind glass or rope. You can get right up to them. And you really, you know, and up close and personal with with your favorite actor, I guess, so to speak. Um, A lot of the museum is set up from scenes from films, too. You can reenact and be part of complete with props and background, like sitting with Forrest Gump on a park bench, getting direction from Steven Spielberg or my personal favorite, negotiating with the godfather himself, Marlon Brando, in his office. Now, We've all at one point or another had the dream of being fam- a famous actor or just meeting your favorite celebrity. And let's be real. This is about as close as the vast majority of us are going to get. So come and enjoy it. Um, you take the fel- – so when you come in, you take the elevator up to the third floor and eventually make your way back down by stairs to the first floor. I was kind of trying to rush through it because I did have an uh, engagement at the Hollywood Bowl, but it still took me a good 45 minutes to 50 minutes to get through. Um and the museum's divided up into sections as well, such as modern music, uh, modern Hollywood movie scenes, uh, just modern Hollywood in general, westerns, horror, Golden Globe, or I should say Golden Age of Hollywood, Marvel comic universe, and even a museum on how they create the sculptures. Even Madame, um, is it by the way, is it Madame or Madame? I guess it does really depends. Doesn't matter here. But even Madame Tussaud herself is here as an impeccable wax sculpture. So. This begs the question, some of you might be wondering, is your favorite person here in the museum? Well, brace yourselves, because I am going to read off every single wax figure at Madame Tussauds Hollywood, which will hopefully give you an idea of how big this place is and help you decide if you want to visit. Whew. Okay. I'm ready for this. Are you ready? Ready, set, go. George Lopez. By the way, I'm going to undoubtedly screw up some of the names here. Let's start again. George Lopez, Simon Cowell, Conan O'Brien, Rihanna, Elton John, Jennifer Lopez, Zoe Saldana, Jimmy Kimmel, Ryan Reynolds, Ariana Grande, Carrie Underwood, Jason Derulo, Lord, Justin Tipperlake, The Rock, Morgan Freeman, Kylie Jenner, Daniel Craig, Brad Pitt, Angels Bassett, Penelope Cruz, Jimmy Fallon, again, yes, there's two of them. Barack Obama, Julia Roberts, Meryl Streep, Jim Carrey, Joan Rivers, Johnny Grant, George Burns, Bob Hope, Betty Davis, Charlie Chaplin, Marlene Dietrich, Vivian Lay, Clark Gable, Ingrid Bergman, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, Howard Hughes, James Dean, Humphrey Bogart, Catherine Hepburn, James Stewart, Alfred Hitchcock, Elvis Presley. Elizabeth Taylor, Audrey Hepburn, Marilyn Monroe, Fred O'Toole, Raquel Welsh, Robert Redford, Paul Newman, Clint Eastwood, John Wayne, Anthony Hopkins, Boris Karloff as The Mummy, Bella Lugosi as Dracula, Boris Karloff again as Frankenstein, John Travolta as Danny Zuko, Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump, Dustin Hoffman, Patrick Swayze, Patrick Stewart as Captain Picard, William Shatner as Captain Kirk. Will Smith, Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa. Johnny Depp as Edward Scissorhands. Jackie Chan, Marlon Brando as The Godfather. Steven Spielberg, Jack Nicholson. Uma Thurman as The Bride. Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese. Uh, Dennis. Dennis. Denzel Washington. <laughs> Dennis Washington. No. Denzel Washington. Jennifer Lawrence as The Mocking J That's correct, right? Bruce Willis, Johnny Depp, E.T., The Extraterrestrial, Madonna, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, Shakira, Lady Gaga. We're almost done, guys. Arnold Schwarzenegger as The Terminator, Whitney Houston, Tupac, Shakur, Snoop Dogg, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Crush on her as a kid, by the way, especially in uh, – well, let's get on. Whoopi Goldberg, Britney Spears, Selena – yes, that's Selena – Pierce Brosnan as James Bond, Madame Marie Tussaud, James Hemsworth as Thor, Chris Evans as Captain America, Robert Downey Jr. as Stark, Samuel L. Jackson as S.H.I.E.L.D. Director Fury, and last but certainly not least, Spider-Man. I came away from Madame Tussauds pleasantly surprised. I will always, I've always kind of viewed Madame Tussauds as a sort of gimmicky. Um, I, I was expecting maybe 30 wax models, but I genuinely had a lot of fun here. You could certainly spend an hour or two here, and I think it's certainly worth thirty dollars entrance fee. Um, there is a few upsells here. They have uh, like a Marvel four D movie. They have uh, some virtual reality stuff they do, but for me, just walking through and taking a tour was was enough for me. Um, for um. There is one thing you can do free here, though, without the upsell. Um, there's actually a kind of a cool little uh, Jimmy Kibble interactive exhibit. Um, and basically what you do is you come into this room, you sit down and um, there's a green screen behind you. Jimmy Kimmel will actually ask you questions on the screen in front of you and you'll answer in real time, such as who's the most overrated celebrity in Hollywood Uh, After you are done, you will walk around the corner and watch your interview, which is done live on the streets of Hollywood, uh, the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Then you can save it and send your live interview right to your shocked friends or family members. Um, The Wax Museum was pretty cool, folks. Uh, I do recommend it. Um, I'll have to come back down and try the Hollywood Wax Museum. I know Madame Tussauds was pretty excellent. Um, So I give it a thumbs up. Parking, if you come down here. There is some very, very limited parking along the Hollywood Walk of Fame, but if you want to be realistic and you are driving a car here, you are going to have to find a parking lot or a garage. Most of the Hollywood Walk of Fame is either a red zone or a white passenger loading zone that basically most of the tour guides use. So prices will vary depending on what events are occurring locally in the day of the week, you know, as usual. But the parking lot I suggest to you is the Mosaic Church on the corner of La Brea and Hollywood Boulevard. During the week, when there is no church services, they open up their lot to the public. And when you arrive, you can either scan a QR code and pay for parking, or you can pre-purchase your parking pass on a phone app. The app I personally use is Spot Hero. Again, not a a, a sponsor, but I'm just giving you the right info here. Um, It's just a nice, or the best info I know, it's just a nice uh, way to plan a trip, really. You do it at home, you arrive. prepaid for for parking already and forget about it rather than struggle or stress about uh, basically, you know, when and where you're going to park and if the lot even has space. Uh, Parking at the Mosaic Church was only $11 for 24 hours on a Friday, which is virtually unheard of anywhere, much less L.A., and it's directly across the street from the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So I'm not a member of this church, not, not a sponsor. A church isn't a sponsor here either, but... 11 bucks for 24 hours on a friday right across from the hollywood walk of fame you know it's an amazing deal all right safety and security there is more than a few things to note in this category that i want to go over here um because i just want you guys to be aware and of your surroundings and be aware of of what this place is really like what this uh hollywood walk of fame is like um first and foremost, there are a decent number of vagrants that will either be working or sleeping on the boulevard sidewalk. You will see vagrants that are completely sprawled out and passed out over the sidewalk from drug drug usage next to famous stars like Susan Sarandon or Mel Gibson. I'll actually include a few fo- photos of that from my travel log um, because, folks, I'm not here to paint a pretty picture, you know, scene all around of what Southern California is. I'm simply here to give you the truth and let you decide for yourself. Um, so check the travel log and uh, I'll post some of these tragic cases on there. One day in SoCal.com. One day in SoCal.com. Uh, some of these vagrants are going to be asking for money or will be or will be performing for money. Some might be more aggressive about it than others. Um, there have been incidents on the Walk of Fame. Um, I'll let you look up those if you, if you, still, if you still wish to. And but the, the fact of the matter is my honest suggestion is to ignore them and keep moving um, on my trip to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I also saw a drug dealer now by drugs. I mean, marijuana, but nonetheless, the shady character was hiding behind two pillars at a building and peddling marijuana illegally to anyone that wanted to buy while keeping a lookout for police. Um, they're going to find a lot of unofficial merchants here too. That is those selling street food without a health department license or inspection, those selling souvenirs in a makeshift stand or those offering tours in their private car. You know, uh, one guy I saw, uh, which isn't a bad idea to be perfectly honest, was using a blank star that wasn't completed yet as a template to add your name to it for a cool souvenir photo. He even painted gold, the, uh, the words and he could change the, uh, the emblem. And it was pretty neat. um, and I get these folks are really, you know, they're, they're trying to survive. Yeah, Los Angeles and California in general is a tough place to survive sometimes, you know, especially if you're on the lower end of the uh, the spectrum there. But my advice personally is don't stay away, don't partake, you know. As the bartender said, Doc Brown in Back to the Future Part Three, when Doc asked for whiskey, okay, I ain't your papa. Just don't want to see you do the wrong thing. Well. You are doc and I'm the bartender. Oh, bartender Chester was his name. I don't want to see you get defrauded or hurt anywhere in Southern California. And the risk, however minor, is present. And there are are a few things you can do to stay safe, which includes, you know, going to eating at restaurants that actually are licensed by the health department and, uh, you know, not giving money to vagrants or engaging them. Um, there's a whole army of people here that, that help the va- uh, vagrancy and and try to do what they can for them. Uh, you're on vacation. Enjoy yourself. If you do want to give money to these folks, you know, or food by all means, but my personal suggestion is move on. Um, regarding vagrants. Don't make eye contact. Don't talk to them. In my personal opinion and LAPD has a very minor presence here, mostly observing everything through cameras or undercover officers. So some individuals now feel pretty emboldened, you know. Those that are up to no good are out there acting on the Hollywood Walk of Fame now. So, but you'll be safe. There is police presence is just around the corner, and there's a ton of tourists here. Um, you know, there's that safety in numbers kind of thing. You got you. You'll be fine here. There's there is vagrants, but they mostly stick to themselves. And um, unfortunately, it, it it is kind of sad to see, uh, especially the, the the one I saw the other day where. You know, just basically like slumped up against the wall. You know, I'll I'll post those photos on the website if you want to see them. Conclusion here, anyone coming to L.A. as a tourist should do the the Walk of Fame at least once. Uh, It's a pretty cool experience. We all have folks we admire in entertainment to one degree or another. And it's it's really fun to go around and search for their star um, or find a name you didn't know about and, and look them up on Google real quick. Um, there's enough to do here where you could easily spend half a day or so of your trip. Things are usually less busy in the morning and pick up in the afternoon and evening, especially in the summer on our weekends. So um, definitely worth a visit if you want to, if you're coming down to Hollywood, doing the Hollywood thing, you're in Hollywood, you know, you, let's say you're coming from England or Ireland or something. Yeah, come on down and and, and see it, see the place, you know, where, where dreams are made. Well, that's going to do it for episode four of the One Day in SoCal podcast. Um, I hope you tune in next week for my next adventure. Small hint. It's going to be a regional trip. Going uh, out of town. Not too far. Striking distance. If you came to Southern California, this place would be somewhere you could go to. Even in a day, if you wanted. But nonetheless, um, tune in for my next adventure and hopefully yours as we explore everything here. There is to do here right here in Southern California. One day at a time. Visit me on the web one day in socal.com one day in socal.com. Thank you so much for tuning in guys. It means a lot back the blue. Thanks for listening, folks. Please visit the website one day in socal.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, consider subscribing, feel free to leave me tips and info on how I can improve Thanks again. Back the blue.